0: Welcome to verse 15, where we listen to God's word and respond in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. We're all followers here, and so I want to speak to you as followers of God. We're in some tough days, and these are difficult times. This is a difficult portion of scripture to read and pray through, but I just want to encourage you to dig down deep and just see it through because. There really is a blessing from God for us to hear these words and to take them deep inside our heart and let them speak to us, to convict us, and to also nourish and heal us, reach for the extra grace that is there from God, because He wants you to hear this word from Him. If you're new to our podcast, go ahead and subscribe, follow us on Spotify, you can also download it on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider, you can watch it on YouTube as well. We haven't reached the peak yet. Those words have a special force today. It means we haven't seen the worst of it. Today is going to be tough. It's grim. But you can make it through. God has been here before. The intent of our podcast is to help us apply the truth of God's word beyond these first 15 minutes into the rest of our lives. We have a four-step process that we follow. You can get details at wordofprayer.com. We're on the last steps of a long journey. Jesus is being marched just outside the city walls of Jerusalem to meet his end. Prepare to see the best of God and the worst of man in the passage today. Let's listen together to Matthew 27, verses 32 to 44. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the king of of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him, He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him, for he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. We're joined on the journey by someone who appears almost as an accidental participant in the Parade of the Doomed, Simon from Cyrene. Forced to carry the cross, he joins the group of followers. The procession is headed to Golgotha, Skull Place, where the crucifixion will take place. It sits just outside Jerusalem's western city wall. Wine mixed with bitter gall is offered, something to numb the pain of spikes driven into hands and feet. Jesus refuses it. Roman efficiency takes over. Clothes are stripped off. Spikes are driven through flesh and into the timbers. Once up on the cross, Jesus' clothes are divided among the soldiers. The written charge of his crime is hung up over him, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. People passing by hurl insults. You were going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days? Save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. The taunters twist the words of Jesus and use them like whips to curse him. We think of curses or cursing as just bad language, but real curses are words fashioned as weapons to do real harm, to injure or invoke evil's power. The chief priest, the teachers of the law, and the elders also mock him. He saved others, but he can't save himself. He's supposed to be the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we'll believe him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him. It's just endless, relentless, the taunting, the mocking. The robber revolutionaries who are crucified beside Jesus, also heap their insults, their taunts, and their curses upon him. I told you we haven't reached the peak yet. Peak might not be the right word in these circumstances. It might be better to talk about reaching the pit, the bottom of the valley of the shadow of death, the ugliness and grimness of the scene is revolting. Everything reeks of death, decay, and depravity. An innocent bystander is pressured into duty, carrying the cross. An innocent teacher and prophet is being executed by the slow, systematic torture of a cross. He's stripped of his clothes and of his dignity. This is not a decent death the abuse and insults, the mockery of a dying man, it's appalling. The meanness and the spite of those passing by, of the Jewish religious leaders, and of those dying the same kind of death is shocking. These curses are words used as weapons that cause wounds, and they are meant to hurt. They are like stinging salt being rubbed into raw, open wounds. They reveal what's in the heart of these men. Nothing of God comes out of their mouths. It's all devil talk. The walking dead are cursing the righteous one, God's Son. Let's pray. God, how sorry I am for what happened on Golgotha, for the shame and the sin the shocking shamefulness of what we did to your son. Please forgive. We listened to the wrong people saying the wrong thing. We listened to death and not life. We gave ourselves to do evil, and we let evil be done, and we neither said or did anything to stop it. God, please Take away all sin and stain. Remove my guilt and give me new life in your spirit. Let love and light shine in me. Work in my heart. Purge all devil talk from my heart and from my tongue. I go to the cross with you and stay there a while. Obedience demands my life be given to you, following you, even to the cross. I am here, Lord. Do your will in me. Amen. In the book, Journey with Jesus, I give a few more details about Simon from Cyrene, about the robber revolutionaries who die on the cross next to Jesus, and about the Roman practice of crucifixion itself. I won't go into those things here. Let me speak to the application, though, of these words and what they mean for us in today's context. We said before that crucifixion is a terrible thing. It's graphic, it's violent, but the worst part, I'm convinced, is not the physical torture. The gospel writers just don't play that up. It's the sinful curses and the mocking that comes from God's chosen people who should have seen the truth, who should have known better, and not be tools of the lie, the big lie of the devil. The sins of the mouth and the tongue are symptoms of a deeper heart problem. That's what Jesus taught us back in Matthew 12, 34. It's a very easy passage to remember. 1, 2, 3, 4. Matthew 12, 34. 34, he said this, You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of what's in our heart, the mouth speaks. And when you hear the kind of talk that we just heard, the devil talk, you know that that is people bound over to sin, who are in the grips of something that is far beyond themselves they can't save themselves from it that's why jesus had to die on the cross for the application today let's watch what we say and how we say it examine your heart and don't speak curses meditate on matthew 12:34 don't be one of the vipers let god cleanse your heart and make it pure Let good things come from your lips. Let life come from your mouth. Speak words of life and speak it in a life-giving way. Today's episode is brought to you by Book 4 of Journey with Jesus, Praying Your Way Through Matthew's Gospel. You can get it on Amazon. There's a link to it in the show notes as well. Think of the cross and speak life today. Speak God's Word.